Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. And uh, today uh, we are super blessed to have an amazing, fascinating, interesting person in here with us. My good friend Joni Kitchens is uh, is here. Joni is a longtime member at First Shallow Water. She's actually on our leadership team here at the church. She also uh, serves in leadership at uh, Mustard Seed Ministries here in town. And uh, God uses her in all kinds of amazing ways. Uh, there. And so many of you listen to the podcast have probably run into Joni in a variety of different ways uh, and places out in our community. Um, but, uh, but we're so excited to have you here, Joni. Thanks for, thanks for sitting down yeah. and doing this. I know that it, I know that you've really <laughs> had to wrestle with whether or not you could do it. So I'm glad you, glad you well, decided what I've to do al- it. What I always tell people is I'm really good with kids, but with adults, not so it's great. It's a little, so little harder. If I'll pretend I'm talking to a bunch of kids. There you go. Well, and look, you're talking yeah, well, to me. Okay. So, I don't have to pretend. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm just a big kid. So tell everybody what, uh, kind of introduce yourself to everybody. So for, so for the three people listening to this podcast who don't know you already, <laughs> yeah, right? So okay. T- okay. tell them what they need to know about you. Okay. Well, um, I was born in Concordia, Kansas All right. many years ago. Okay. And uh, my family was raised in was I was raised in the Catholic Church, yeah, and that's a lot of of my story. But yeah. then moved to Hereford, okay. Texas, and lived there, and that's where I met Keith, who's was my high school sweetheart. Oh. We've been married for forty three years. Whoa. I know, a long time, almost forty four. Yeah, we have three really cool kids. They're yeah. all grown, and have, I have grandkids. But we just we just shared that my two boys are both football coaches. Mm-hmm. One lives in Capel, Texas, huge school, yeah. and one in Dalhart, which is a small school. Yeah. And we're familiar with them here in Shallow Water. Yeah. But they have three, each of them have three kids. So oh, I have cool. six grandkids that live away. But yeah. then a lot of you probably know Sawyer May. She was baptized here by yep. you. Mm-hmm. And her and her mom live in Lubbock. So awesome. Callie is our youngest. She was our unexpected child that we're so glad we <laughs> we have Callie. Yeah. Um, so those are our kids and those are our grandkids and we spend a lot of time, as much time as we can, yeah. seeing them and get you know, they've started now, they're getting big enough to do sports and yeah. we try to go to those and school programs and all that fun stuff. Everybody tells you that being grandparents is the best and yeah. It's really, really true. So we well, spend a lot of time doing that. But we've lived Keith and I have lived here for 43 years. We right. got married and moved right here. Keith, wow. Yeah. Right amazing. after you got married. I didn't well, know that. Yeah, That's Keith awesome. did his student teaching here. Keith's never been anywhere else. So He went to Tech. He was a basketball player at Tech. Right. Back before there was the transfer portal and all that <laughs> stuff. He, he didn't make any money. We laughed. He got $16 every month for laundry. Yeah. That was all he got. <laughs> And I went to tech. So yeah, anyway, yeah. then we got married and moved here in seventy nine. So that that story, and I've heard I've heard his story, and uh, and you know, and also Jay Lusk, you yeah, know, who he, I mean, he played coached, basketball. Yeah. Here. A lot of people here played for Keith, right? So. so so what? But that is so unusual for a coach, Joni, mm-hmm. to be in one place for forty something years. Like you almost never hear, yeah, you don't. of that kind of story. What a blessing! Yeah, you guys... it ha- it has been for us. Yeah, and we're just very content, and we love the small town. And now, really, 
that's also part of our story, I think, is that we've been here so long and we know so many people and right. love so many people. And yeah, that's a fun thing about shallow water. Oh, yeah, so. it is. Yeah. Uh, these little towns are the are the best. Mm-hmm. You know? so oh, for I sure. Really, I, and, I, you know, everybody goes, oh, it's not our, our town anymore. It's just it's gotten so big and it's not very big. Shallow water's not very <laughs> it's big. It's not big at all. <laughs> I mean, my son coaches at a high school that has 3,500 kids yeah. in it. <laughs> so, More people in yeah, the high school yeah, than we, we have in have our town. Here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but awesome. um, we love shallow water, and yeah. we've this. I was baptized at this church. Man, it, unbelievable! Yeah. But um, when we got married, I was a Catholic, right. and to belong to this church, you had to be baptized. Right, so right, right, right. I was baptized here. Yeah, been coming ever since. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Forty three years of of, of faithful in, marriage, yeah. man. That's yeah. awesome. And we've lived in only three houses all that time. <laughs> Awesome. My son has only been coaching for about 15 years, and I think he's lived in eight houses. Uh, yes. That they've moved a bunch. Well, so. and that's kind of more the, I mean, that's it more is. the typical story mm-hmm. for a coach. But also, I think it it depends on where you are. How much, yeah. you know, Shallow Water just surrounds their people and loves their people. Right. And they loved Keith, and, you know, yeah. We were a good team. I taught, you know, I've, I taught elementary, I taught PE and then elementary. And sure. So that all went together, and I supported him, and he supported me, and yeah, you know. Now we forget a lot of the people we knew. We're getting up there. We go. Do you remember? Oh yeah, they lived over on Avenue T. You know, but yeah, that's awesome. So, so and you still work some at the school? Too. I do. Both of yeah. us do. We both retired. Well, he retired a long, long before me, but all three of our kids were having babies mm-hmm. the very same. You know, they're two weeks apart, two weeks apart. So wow. we have three had three brand new grandbabies, and I said. I've got to retire. Yeah. So I retired, but I'm not much at staying at home. So no. I, th- at that time, Phil Warren was our principal. Uh-huh. I mean, our superintendent. Yeah. And he um, created this little job. I'm a student success advocate. Oh, cool. And it's really cool. So yeah. I really, it's just what it says. I advocate. I'm an advocate for the kids, for their parents. Yeah. And that's come in handy that I know so many people for living here so long because a lot of those parents, I taught them. So it's yeah. easy for me to call and say, what do you need? How yeah. can we help you? Right. What? And mustard seeds fit right in with oh all that gosh. too. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's right, I mean, it's right So that's my home. part-time job and it's great. I go to school every morning about 6.30 so that I can be in the cafeteria when kids come in because uh-huh. when they're struggling, it's first thing in the morning. They yeah. need somebody there loving on them. So yeah. I try to be there and I work four hours, yeah. four, four hours, four days a week. So yeah. it's a perfect job. That's great. And and I really love it. And if you ever go in my office, I, it's filled with backpacks and shoes and socks and, you know, things that kids need. Kids need. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Yeah. It's real good. So, uh, so, okay, go ahead and just let's talk. You've kind of touched on a little bit, but let's talk about your faith story. Like, okay. Yeah. How did you, how did you come to a place in your life where, where you like, you knew you needed Jesus, you surrendered your life yeah. to him. Like, what, yeah. what did that look like for you? How did that happen? Well, it, it's And now that I look at it, it's really, I'm going, I can't believe that was my, that was my religion, I guess. And I'm not saying anything bad about the Catholic Church, but I was raised in the 50s, 60s, and 70s in the Catholic Church. My family were very devout Catholics. And um, when I went to the Catholic Church in Kansas, every bit of it was in Latin. Right. So you didn't understand anything they said. Yeah. It the Catholic Church was very much at that time uh-huh. rules and regulations. Yes. So you know, I knew that you didn't go in the church unless you had something covering your head. Mm-hmm. I remember my mother pulling out a Kleenex to cover my head before I could go in the church. I mean, I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah. You did not go in unless your head was covered. Right. And we went to confession weekly. Yep. 
and we had communion mm-hmm. weekly. And our this is another thing I remember childhood memories about religion. Yeah, uh, communion was every week, but the tabernacle. You know, you were taught that that's you know, they had a tabernacle on top of the altar, and that's right. where Jesus. I mean, God, yeah. not Jesus. God lived, and when you took communion, you were not to bite or chew. I remember thinking I was going to be biting God if I bit down on right. the wafer. Yeah, I mean, it's it was the body, and it was the actual actual it, yes. body and blood of Jesus, right? Yeah, and right. that's how you were taught. So I had a lot of fears, I think, too, mm. growing up in the Catholic Church. But we always went. Yeah. We went every Sunday, and we were taught that it was a sin if you didn't. Right. So I grew up. Knowing a lot of rules and regulations, but not knowing Jesus, mm. I knew God, right? You know, and we didn't study the Bible. I went to communion, I mean, to catechism, catechism. Yeah. and then, um, you know, had my first baptism, and, and I had so many good memories. It was beautiful, you know. My right. my grandparents lived in little bitty town near us, and mm-hmm. the church was right next door to their house. They had mass every morning, wow. and so when we were there, we went to mass every single morning. Wow, and uh, yeah, so it was really interesting. Um, then I moved to Texas when I was in eighth grade, uh-huh. and we went to the Catholic Church there, and things were changing then. Yeah. You know, it wasn't nearly as strict. And, yeah. uh, but <laughs> I went with friends. I was probably a sophomore in high school, went with friends to a revival at the um, football field. Okay. And I remember thinking, Jesus. I mean, you know, they that's what they talked about was Jesus right. and how he can save you and you can turn from your ways and you can mm-hmm. be a new person. And it was all so strange to me, but I was really drawn to that. I, I really wanted to know more about it. Yeah. Well, I went a couple times. Keith went to the Baptist church there, and so I went a couple times with him. I remember going to the church thinking, they sit here and talk. You know, in the Catholic Church, you didn't talk. Right, yeah. You went in, and it was quiet. It was very stern. It was very serious. Mm-hmm. Thinking, ooh, I like this church. You know, they were passing notes in the youth and all that, you know. But anyway, <laughs> but then I, I stayed in the Catholic Church, my family, right. you know. We, yeah, you know, that's where you... But I started thinking, you know. Yeah. About, well, then I went to college, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was, you know, I quit going to church. I yeah. didn't... I didn't follow him at all. You know, yeah. I felt like that was a time in my life where I thought I knew what I was doing. It was the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, I lived in a dorm, had a lot of friends. We, none of us went to church, right. you know. So anyway, made it through college. Thank God for that. <laughs> and then Keith and I um, got married a couple years after I'd been at college, and I still hadn't gone back to church, yeah. and I wasn't reading Bible. I mean, right. I didn't know much about the Bible, really. Mm-hmm. Then when we came here... I said, we are going to find a church. We're going to join a church. Right. And I said, but I don't really want to go to the Catholic church. Right. So our first place we came was here. And I'll never forget it. Jack Dulaney, um, he was the guy that greeted us. And every Sunday, we missed you at Sunday school. Come on back. Rod Burgett was mm. one of the Sunday school teachers. Russell Martin was here then. He wasn't, wasn't one of our teachers. But, yeah. you know, they made you feel needed and they wanted you and they... You know, they talked to me about, you know, you're not a Baptist. If you want to be a Baptist, you really need to be baptized in the church. And I never thought a thing about it. I follow rules, you know. Yes, right. So I we did a little study together. I had a mentor, and I was baptized. And uh-huh. So then Keith and I, I still wasn't, I wasn't in love with Jesus. Right. I didn't, I knew who he was, but I didn't know him. Yes. And just gradually then coming to church, 
So that's why I think it's so important. People go, oh, well, I can worship on the golf course and right. I can worship. And you can. That's sure. exactly true. I know that. Yeah. But I also think you need the connection with people so they can mm. love on you and say, come back next Sunday. Right. I right. want to see you. That's what brought me back every Sunday yeah. was the connection with those people, yeah. you know. Um, and so... We've attended this church since, mm. and my walk has changed a whole lot right. since, you know, that was in when we were in our 20s, you know. Yeah, right. <clears throat> we started having kids, and, you know, the church surrounded us with love and diapers and all that <laughs> stuff, you know, that was great. And, uh, you know, Julia Hornberger lived down the street from us, and Keith uh-huh. coached her kids. So Julia has been a dear friend of mine for a long, a long time. time, and yeah. Dora Potter and yeah. Beth Arms and just women that... Now, as I look back, I go, they were the ones I looked up to, even though nobody was offering and saying, here, act like Julia, act like, you know, you just, those were women that you wanted to be like because of how they lived. But um, anyway, we continued on and we went to Sunday school and our kids were in Sunday school. And then when I was 40, I um, went on a walk to Emmaus Mm. and that really that's really when i started falling in love with jesus right. and came back and said i it's not all about church i've got to do some other things so i started reading my bible doing yes. quiet times all of that and getting to know jesus and yeah. falling in love with jesus and then i had friends that i have a lot of friends in shallow water that we've all been a group Kind of, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, for for lots of years, yeah. you know, there's about five of us that have lived here as long as I have, mm-hmm. and um, so we would do, we did experiencing God together, yeah, wow, and yeah. that, you know, it, I think it took studies for me. It took mm-hmm. some things like that for me to know, to know Jesus and start wanting to follow Him, and I knew, in those times. There was nothing bad in my life, you know, and people right. would talk about their testimony and I'm like, I don't have a testimony. <laughs> you know, I, do, I love, I'm, you know, I love Jesus. And, yeah, right. But I always felt like your story was, had to be something really dramatic. Dramatic. Yeah. And what I found out over the years, it's just Jesus. It's That's my right. story of me and Jesus. So now I'm proud to say, you know, mm-hmm. I, I found Jesus through a walk to Emmaus and friends loving mm-hmm. on me and friends saying, let's do this together. Angie Smith and I, she lived next door. We would have coffee almost every morning and yeah. share our journals and pray mm-hmm. together. And there were, you know, about four other women that we did that. And uh, so all of that helped me know him more and grow closer. And I did all the Beth Moore studies right, and right. Max Licato and <laughs> Joyce Myers, all those. Yeah, and yeah. And learned a lot, but still something was, you know, I, I just kept thinking, you know, I can know the Bible, but I know what's in there. I know what he's telling me. He's telling me, love him, love others, love right. him, love others. That's right. And uh, he's saying, you know, don't just listen to me, do what I say. Yes. So right. I started thinking, I need to be doing something. And so at that time, my kids were in school, were in high school and my boys were in college. Mm-hmm. And so I started going with our church on uh, mission trips. Yeah. And so I went on, and this really helped me become closer to, to Jesus for sure. Mm-hmm. We went to New Orleans with the youth group. Um, where else do we go? Houston, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. And then we got the idea of we don't need to go all those. That was when Lee McClure was here. We don't need mm-hmm. to go on all those 
big places, why don't we do things in Lubbock? Yeah. So we started doing mission trips in Lubbock and then here in Shallow Water mm-hmm. and serving people in Shallow Water by mowing their yards. And we did wow. a whole week just dedicated to that. Yeah. And through all that, you know, prayed with kids, did Bible studies with kids, did mm-hmm. experiencing God with kids, and just started feeling like I had a purpose for Him, mm-hmm. you know. And um, anyway, then we, um, through all through doing the mission trip, that's not really what it was, but working yeah. in shallow water. Uh, that's when mustard seed started right. being being famous. Mm-hmm. That's when mustard seed was was our first um, event. I guess a, a lot of people in shallow water thought we needed it, and so we sure. were we were the founding fathers. We we got yeah. that together. But you know, if I wouldn't have known Jesus, if I would have just been following rules. I wouldn't have done that. I would have have just kept, I don't think so. I would have just kept reading the Bible Mm -hmm. and trying to memorize scripture, which I think is wonderful. That's what I need to do. I'm just not very good at it. So then I just go, well, it's in the Bible. I don't know where, but I know (laughs) it's in the Bible and I can go look it up, you know, if I want to quote it. But I don't think it's, I think it was very intimidating to me because Mm -hmm. I had a lot of friends that did know scripture and they could, you know, pray and quote it right back. And I'm going, oh gosh, I don't I don't know. I can't do Mm -hmm. that. And then he said, just love me. Right. Just yeah. love me. Yeah. And, you know, he's been really good to me. Yeah. And music through all of that was a big part sure. uh, of, of me growing, I think. It, it even got to a point in, in my walk where um, I could listen to a secular song and turn it into a Christian song right, because right. I was so deep thinking yeah. about him that... Those country western love songs, I was like, and then all of a sudden I go, oh, that's not about Jesus. That's a, it's about somebody else. But you know, of course, it weren't it wasn't the ones with whiskey and dance. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that. yeah. All None that of stuff those. In, uh, yeah. But it, you know, you whatever you want Jesus to be, not what you want him to be, but you, you when can you follow him, him, you can in all kinds in, of places right, where you right. wouldn't wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. expect him. Yeah. Right. So totally it can agree. be on a mission trip, sure. or it can be in a song on the radio that's uh-huh. not even really a Christian song. Right. 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 You know yeah. and. Anyway, so that's really when I started my close walk with Jesus, I think. So it's cool because your story uh, is similar to a lot of people's story, particularly people, you know, I know that grew up, you know, in the church and grew Mm -hmm. up, you know, that that the Lord kind of led you to faith in him over the course of, you know, several years. A lot of years for me. And uh, so so there's not necessarily like a a moment in time that you can point to where you made this decision, you were making it kind of over mm-hmm. the course of several mm-hmm. years. And it, I know a lot of folks that that's, you know, that's their, that's their story. It, sometimes it takes us a while to get from, well, like you said, to get from religion, right, to relationship yeah. with Christ, and then to under, begin to understand what it means to have Jesus as Lord, right, to, um, to, sub, to surrender ourselves to Him. You know, like we... You you get from religion to relationship, and then you you know you're you're good with like, you know, getting to know Jesus, and then there's another moment where you start to understand. Well, yeah, but you know, but he deserves. I need to give him my whole life. I need yeah. to surrender myself to him, and that's even a different thing. And for some people like you, it's it's it happens over the course of of several years. You know, and I think what happens on the surrender part that sometimes I beat myself up about, and mm-hmm. I, I'm trying not to do this, but. I surrender for a while. Oh gosh. And then all of a sudden I go, what am I doing? Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. gotten away. I'm not, I'm right. You know, so it's, it's a forever work. I think. Oh, yeah. And I think for me, I wasn't secure in my relationship with him in knowing that he was it. 
Yes. For a while. Right. You know, it took me a while. Mm-hmm. And now I do know. Yeah. That I just need him. Right. And I don't need anything else. Right. But then when I'm giving all my time to my kids, I start going, okay, stop. Right. Yeah. You can do both, mm-hmm. but he's got to come first before right. everything else. Yeah. You know. That's true. So, I don't know. He He's so good, and mm-hmm. he, he changes us. He makes us different. Yeah. And, you know, people that knew me before probably were going, oh, she's such a hypocrite. <laughs> and it's true. We are. We that's are. why That's why he loves us so much, because we turn from our wicked ways. Well, here's the thing. When I hear people say that, I, I, I say, look, there's two kinds of people in the world. There are, there are uh, hypocrites, and then there are people who don't know they're hypocrites. <laughs> So I know I am, but I try hard. The not fact to of be. the matter is that all of us, you know, we have aspirational values. Like all of us, it is even if you're not a Christian, right? Like it doesn't matter who you are. We have a thing that we want to be, you know, and we don't always we don't always hit that, you know. Uh, there's a there's a person that we want to be in the world, and we don't always do that. The only hope we have to be the person that God's created us to be is in Christ Jesus, you know? Oh, for sure. So, uh, so, so it's not that, you know, those of us who are Christians, um, for, for us, the fact that we are hypocrites and we can be hypocrites is that's just kind of, that's part of our story. We know yeah. that. You know, right. we, we understand right. that completely. That's why we're relying on Christ because it's only his power that can yes. help us to not be that. So, so anyway, so that criticism, I, I'm with you. I'm like, oh, come on. You know, and I, sometimes I feel like I'm really hard on myself because yeah. I tell myself I'm not, I'm not good enough. And we know that's not sure. True. Yeah. But I, I think we tend to do that. And I think mm-hmm. that's what the closer you get to him, the more you learn. Yeah. It's not, that's not right. Yeah. Cause know? what you hear in scripture over and over again is, is that, you know, that we're precious to God, that mm-hmm. he rejoices over us with singing like that in this series that, that we're, that we're in right now on Psalm 139, we're talking about how God knows us so deeply and intimately and how he pursues us and how he, you know what I mean? Yes. Like that's the truth. We and can't so, get away. Yeah. So, so like, you know, maybe it is true that, uh, that I'm not capable of righteousness on my own. Maybe oh, yeah. it is true that, that if I'm left to my own devices, I will fail. I will hurt other people. Mm-hmm. I will, you know, so in that sense, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not good enough, but, but all of that it is, that didn't even, that's not even uh, important when you consider how God feels about me. So what, no matter who I am or what, I, what, what it looks like, you know, uh, who I am in the world, right? The fact of the matter is God has looked at me and has said, you are precious. You are my son. I love you. I will sacrifice my, I'll lay my own life down for you, right? That's the truth of who we are. Right. So. And you know, I... Working with kids, mm. and of course, we're not supposed to mention God or Jesus at school. Sure, I do. You can't help it. <laughs> I, you can't it's if an you love him. You can't. You and I just always yeah. say, if somebody wants to say something, mm-hmm. they'll just have to, you know. Yeah. But it's I find that a big comfort to our kids right. for them to know, maybe not Jesus is going to love them forever, but that I am, and yeah. then you can come to know him through other people. That's exactly you know? right. And that's what's so good about Vacation Bible School mm-hmm. and all the things that we have here. But, you know, we talk about, like one of the things you said is what, uh, how, how am I growing now? Sure. And I feel like what's changed in me is trying to be a doer instead mm-hmm. of just, I've gone to so many great Bible studies, and I'd like to go on Wednesday nights, the ones sure. you're doing, but I kind of made a deal 
with me and maybe with Jesus, which probably is not a good thing, but I just felt like I was doing everything for me. Right. I was studying the Bible. I was going to Sunday school. Mm-hmm. I was because I wanted to, because I, yeah. you know, and, and I you thought, felt I, maybe obligated to check a all lot. the boxes. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. Your, that oh, was your whole yes. growing up, Joey. But you're right. Yeah. Checking the boxes. Yeah. Right. But um, mustard seed has really has, has helped me through that and my job, knowing people that are in need yeah. and being able to, to go to them and say, you know, mm. this is what we have, right. and this is how we can we can serve you. Yeah. And you know, at school, our uh, we have a precious new counselor, Jill Phillips. I don't know if you know Jill. Mm. Do you know? I know. Yeah. Who they are? Anyway, the um, she's teaching different life lessons, and one of them this month was humility. Yeah. And that's been so good to to work with kids at school and learn about serving, mm-hmm. and that you know, it's about it's about other people, not right. just you. Yeah. And we have a lot of kids that come to our church that. Bring money and give it to mustard seed, yeah. and to, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyway, mustard seed has helped me to um, to know him more, but also to know that none of us are better than anybody else. That, and I that's think it. It, it's in shallow water. We've got a lot of affluent people. We mm-hmm. have a lot of very poor people, yeah. and our, those people they need friends, mm-hmm. and that's what I've tried to be. You yeah. know, is be a friend to them so that I can have a relationship with them. And, you know, yeah. th- they don't mind coming to me saying, we need help with this. Right. Or wh- where can we get the help with this? Because yeah. mustard seed can't help with everything. No. Yeah. You know, but, um, and, you know, we've had several people come to our church mm-hmm. from mustard seed and are still coming to church yeah. and, and know Jesus. And mm-hmm. they wouldn't have if there, we wouldn't have had that service that was special for them. Yeah. So that's a good thing. But I, I pray that the way I'm changing and growing is that I'm not as judgmental as mm-hmm. I used to be. I'm trying to really work on that. Yeah. And I'm trying to really work on, you know, being more like him. And yeah. I know that he loved everybody. Yeah, that's right. And that, that's what, that's what I want to do. And that's tough. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's, you know, we all have differences of opinion. There's sure. some people that we go, Oh my, <laughs> I don't know if I can love them, but <laughs> you know, I, I think, that's that's what I'm trying to really work on is yeah. loving others mm-hmm. and knowing his goodness yeah. and sharing that goodness every day. And, you know, the, I don't even know what it's called, three circles or something. What do we yeah. do with Anna? Uh-huh. Yeah. That has been really cool too, to be able to talk to people yeah. about Jesus and not feel like I was cramming it down their throat. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, I had a chance to do that the other day. There was a a person from Mustard Seed who lost a son. And so mm. I went out to see her yeah. and her family was just devastated, of course. Sure. But a lot of bad things were happening out at their house while right. I was there. And I was like, you know, let's pray. And we, you know, do y'all know Jesus? Right. I was able to, I don't think I did it just like Anna taught me, but <laughs> I, you know, I could share with them yeah. that he can help help you through all of this. You you know, all you have to do is turn yeah, and right. accept him and love him. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's simple. It yeah. will just do it. Yeah. It's know. simple and, and profound hard. at the same time. <laughs> and prof- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, you know, for those, there may be some people listening who aren't necessarily familiar with mustard seed oh. and what you guys do. So, so, um, so, but I, so I just want to say that Mustard Seed's organization. Mm-hmm. It's that, a nonprofit organization in Shallow Water. So it's yeah. other churches too. Sure. Help. Yeah. yeah. Not just our church. Right. And the goal of it is, is to, to help underserved people in our community, right. folks who don't have uh-huh. resources and have right. needs. Yeah. And our number one 
thing that is in our mission statement is to show them Jesus. Right. So four times a year we have an event and uh, we have a worship service and mm-hmm. we'll, you know, yeah. you've, you've been there and oh, you've, yeah. you've preached to yeah, them and, yeah. you know, but um, yeah, to serve them and, and help them. But yeah, yeah mustard seed's a really cool thing. That's What I like about it whenever I was there, what I like, what I thought was most meaningful is that, you know, a lot of you guys are involved in it, you know, every every time and then all the time in between the the four times uh-huh, we all get right. together. Yeah. So it was what was amazing to me were the the people who were coming, they were people who had many of them had long standing relationships with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like you knew their mm-hmm. names and mm-hmm. their kids' names yeah. and you and uh and so anyway, so I think that's that is a really beautiful part of the whole ministry that you guys have. Our problem a lot of times is uh, it's not maybe that we don't uh, that we're not concerned about the plight of other folks, you know, particularly those folks maybe mm-hmm. who are in a different kind of socioeconomic situation than we are. Sometimes the fact that we just don't we don't know right. we don't know them. Right. We don't really we can make like assumptions about what their struggles yes. are, but we yes. don't know because yes. we're not connected yes. to anybody who's dealing with some of that stuff. And and what I think is powerful about you guys is you're intentionally saying no, we we want to be in relationship right. with you. We right. want to be, we want to, we want to be connected to you. We want to know like, you know, what your struggles are and why those struggles are there and, and we want to help, you know, and I think that's powerful and good. I think it is too. And I think, um, having a relationship with them, uh, most of the time comes before right. them, you know, yeah, before and, they'll receive help. Yeah, And right. that's something that's had, I've had to learn because, you know, it's hard when people go, oh, well, I don't want to just, uh, I, I might insult them. I don't want to offer them money or I don't want to say, do you need that bill paid or, right, right. Do you, you know, but I just decided I just got to be real with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they like that. They yeah. know me. They don't mind calling me. They right. don't, they don't mind asking for things. And a lot of times we, we can't help, right. but we can find other places to help. But sure. the relationship, like you said, it's important. And all of us that work for Mustard Seed, we now know after 17 years, we, a lot of those people are the ones that were our very first people that came. Right. You know, and they bring friends and, mm-hmm. you know, but. So you've been connected with them for almost a long decades. time. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of them, I taught them, you yeah, know, right. I, I, I'm Brad. I don't even want to tell you this, but I'm around <laughs> to teaching grandkids of people I taught. Oh, man, <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome. Man, that's a long time. <laughs> but it's, you know, what a cool like legacy of faith, you know, and not, not everybody, Joni gets to see that, right? Not not everybody gets to have these moments where they where they can actually look and see the impact that their that their life has had and that their services had over the course of generations. So what a, it's a unique blessing that you're experiencing. It is you to be to able that. to have stayed yeah. stayed here, you know, mm-hmm. that long and yeah. and share with with these families, you know. Right. So, but um I don't know. I just think our church is doing things right now that are just amazing mm. and loving people. Yeah. And that's the most important thing I think is that we love, we love. And the, the people that come to mustard seed, you know, lots of times I think we make the assumption that they don't know Jesus. That isn't true. No, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. go, they go to different churches. And I think at first we thought, well, we'll just get them to come to our church. Right. Well, they already had churches. Yeah. They didn't yeah, know. Yeah. We've had families that have done home church mm-hmm. and then they send us the tithe. Yeah. So we've had some really cool things, you know, yeah. but in shallow water, there's so many giving, loving people, mm. you know, we've never had to worry. We're totally, you know, funded by donations. Right. And 
you know, our church helps with mm-hmm. funding, and so does the Methodist Church, and we've never had to worry about money. Yeah. We've had enough to pay the bills that people need and yeah. to get the food that people need. Mm-hmm. You know, so and after we had the the uh, serve fair, right. we had about I'd say maybe seven women that came and helped. Right, and we were always just begging our Sunday school classes, "Could you come help? Could you serve? Could you bring the food that day?" Because we yeah. serve them lunch too. Uh-huh. After that, we got like twenty one new people. <laughs> so now we have so many people helping. And yeah. last night we had a grow group that came and That's sorted, awesome. and two guys were there. Kale and Carter, yeah, down, yeah. yeah, and they said, "Who does the yard here?" And I went, "Nobody, I Nobody. don't know." <laughs> they went, "We're coming. We're mowing it. We will spray the weeds." Uh, and so, so, a lot of the time, it's what you say. People don't know. Right. If you know there's a need, it's not going to take those guys very long to no. mow that yard and, and yeah. to spray it. But for us, we're sorting and we're hanging and we're right. doing all That's that. That's another we thing. Do, yeah. 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 And if somebody doesn't want to serve. I don't want to make Keith come up there and mow if that isn't what he wants to do. Sure, You're, right. You know? Yeah. So that's, that was a cool thing. Yeah. That we've, we've got people just everywhere that that want to help. So. Well, and let me say this too. that if those, those listening to the podcast right now, if you, uh, you know, Mustard Seed Ministry is a great place for you to plug in. And, uh-huh. And, it's fun. Help folks. It's really yeah, fun. It's a good group of people. Yeah. And the work that you guys are doing is really important. And so... Um, so we'll uh, we'll get uh, a link to to the website to y'all's website okay. in the description of the this episode. Sure, so that'd be great. if you're listening right now, you'd like to know more about mustard seed and how you can get involved, uh, just check down in the in the uh, description of this podcast. There'll be a link there that you can click on. That'll take you that'll take you out there to see that. But uh, but I think it's a great place. There's yeah. there's uh, there's plenty more people uh, who who would who would be really great to plug into what sure. you guys are doing out there. So, so make sure you do that. And it's been a, it's been really awesome for me just as a pastor to watch you guys operate, you yeah, know, and, uh, and, and what a, what a neat partnership in, in our little town, you know, yeah, that's been a good is. thing. It is. So 40, 43 years of living yeah. in this town. So oh, wow. what do you, as you, like, as you look back on you and Keith's time here, mm-hmm. like, um, what do you feel like are the, I don't know what what are you what are you what are you proud of? Like what do you when you think of your legacy in this town? What are what are some things that really come to your your mind about the the legacy you guys have left and for forty three years of ministry well, here? I think our legacy is kids mainly. Yeah, we right. both we both you, love really? kids yeah. and we both we our school is so good and mm-hmm. it has been for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And I think our legacy has to do with the school and yeah. that we stayed there that long and knew that many kids. It's you know. It's really pretty remarkable. Yeah. And it's funny. We'll talk about, and we'll go, now remember so-and-so and Keith's going, God, I can't remember. Yet. He had red hair. And, yeah. you know, I mean, when you've taught in a place for 44 years, <laughs> you, but I'll say, it seems that I remember kids from a long time ago more than I do the ones so, right so, now. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> but I think, I, you know, just letting them know that we're here. And we, you know, we went to every sporting event. every. Sure. So we were there showing them that we loved them and supporting mm-hmm. them and, I think that was an important thing here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I don't know, what else? There's lots of generations of uh-huh. kids that when they talk about, when they talk about their faith story, like mm-hmm. if they're on the podcast mm-hmm. talking about their faith story, like Joni and Keith Kitchens are part of that story, <laughs> you know, which is... I don't know about that. That's, but... really, that's really great, you know? Yeah. It's really, I think it's really, really cool to see, you know, faithfulness over a long period of time. Yeah. What is it, Eugene... Uh, Eugene Peterson describes Christianity as a long obedience in the same direction. 
And oh, I, I think that's that. a beautiful way of, of talking about it. A long obedience in the same direction. I think yeah. that's a beautiful way of talking about and it. And I think, too, we we have so many great friends here that we've mm-hmm. been friends with for a long, long time. Right. You know, yeah. couple friends, but then also just, you know, Keith has his golfing friends and I have my girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah, and we've yeah. been able to share so much together. And mm-hmm. I think... That's probably part of it. The, yeah. You know, people put us together with the Dardens and the, with the Morrises sure. and the, you know, because yeah. we've all been here a long time. But I think also maybe part of it is we, we live a pretty simple life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we live over in a little small house that we love and yeah. we know our neighbors and, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. know. We're not too fancy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is cool though, like when, and there are a lot of people in our church this way, and uh, that are that have an experience like yours. Right? Oh, they've, lots! That, because they've lived mm-hmm. here for a long time, and they have they have these life friends. They're not just like, they're not just buddies. They're friends who like mm-hmm. when, you know, when tragedy struck. That's you right. Know, that the, That's these right. are the people that showed up at their house, and when, you know, when they or and when really good things happen, when their kid got married, said, these right. are the people yeah, that were around right. to help and like. You know, so that kind of like deep community that a lot of folks have here that's really beautiful and good. You know, you get that is a legacy. That is something that you've been able to mm-hmm. establish over the course of a long time yeah. living here. Yeah. If I could tell you how many baby showers and wedding showers oh, I've had at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets married. I go, oh, I want to help with their shower. Yeah. You know, because I taught them. I want to be there. That's right. They were your kids. <laughs> they yeah, are. That's right. I still call them that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> we were going to Hereford one time and we got pulled over by a policeman. Uh-oh. Are you sure you want to tell this story? Oh, because <laughs> it's so funny. He pulls up and he opens the window and he goes, Coach Kitchens. And Keith, Keith can't remember, but I remembered his yeah. name was Bobby. I went, Bobby. I don't remember what his last name right. was. Oh, uh, we started this and we got out of the ticket. <laughs> But we had taught him, and there he was That's in right. Demet, Texas, giving yeah. out tickets. He Ser- didn't give us one. <laughs> Serving and protecting. You know what I mean? Like so. So there is something to be said for that, right? That, sure. That these you as you as you kind of as you kind of you know reach this place that you guys have reached in your ministry and in your life. You know, you're you're now seeing these these pieces, these seeds that you planted in all these people's lives, and they're coming to fruition in all these different beautiful ways. You know, and that's just uh-huh. a really cool thing, man. It really yeah. is. Really cool. I, w- I wish it for my children. Yes. You know, but right. my son that lives in Dalhart, they'll probably be there forever. Yeah. They love the small town yeah, and yeah, have yeah. found that connection. Uh-huh. And mine, they're in Capel. They like it too, but they, sure. won't, they won't stay there 43 yeah, years. They, they won't, I don't like think so. But, they'll, but, you, but hopefully God will still um, put them in connection sure. with people that, and they'll yeah. find that deep. The, and the body of Christ too, because the other thing, and you mentioned this earlier, but... Um, the other thing that's so important for us, we were made to live in community. We're not yes. made to do life on our own, you know, uh, and, and and we will never be. I couldn't. The, yeah. I couldn't do without the people at this church, our Sunday school class. Yeah. I ask our Sunday school class for everything. I know yeah. they get so sick of me going, <laughs> I was thinking we might help this man. What do y'all think? Yeah, Could y'all yeah. go visit anybody, him? Anybody, want, anybody have well, some couches? And, or, yeah. and, but you know what they do? There was a, yeah. a guy that needed someone to visit with him, and I didn't feel comfortable going sure, and visiting. Right. I put it on our group me, and two guys went and visited him and got a relationship with him. And yeah. How wonderful is that? It's you tell awesome. me anywhere else you could do that. Right. Not a lot, but our church... We got some really, really great people that yeah. 
that want to serve and they just want to know who. So I always tell people go, I can't believe you give out your phone number. I went, how else are they going to get a hold of me? I am not going to check my email. Right. I, I don't care if people call me, you right, know. Right, right, right. And so if somebody's anyway, really that, messing with you, block them. I had not, yeah. I had anybody mess, mess with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, and it's funny because Keith always laughs, but they call me Miss Joni. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, ah, oh, just call me Joni. You know what I'm saying? That shows I'm very old. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> it shows jo- that they it, you were their teacher. That's what it <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, it. They don't, they can't just call you Jody because they're they're trained yeah. now. So, but that but that sense of you know of of working together in the body of Christ is, is just a really essential part of what it means to be a Christian. And 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 we can't be who God's created us to be fully if we're not connected to the body of Christ in that way. You know, and uh, so it's really cool to hear you guys talk about that. You know, and and how that's been lived out in your lives. You know. I think that's a good thing. I hope. So, you know, yeah. and you hope that it just comes naturally to you that mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have to go, oh, how should I act today? Right. You know, yeah. I, I hope that it's just become a way of serving him and loving him is mm-hmm. just a natural. And of course I mess up, but I mean, right. I don't have to get up every morning and go, okay, I don't, I wonder how I should act towards them today. Yeah. I just got to show them love. That's and I right. got to care about people. And, and it's an overflow of your relationship with Christ. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. When you're, uh, when you're really focused on your relationship with Christ, growing deeper in your relationship with Christ, the way you treat other people is an overflow of that, you know, experience, you know, yeah, it, I love it's, that. it's natural. You don't have to, work yourself up, you know, to show people grace when you've received it. But, you know, I think when I first started on my walk and getting to know him, I think I did have to work at it. Mm -hmm. I think I did have to go, oh, should I, should I act like this? Should I be, you know, I don't know. Well, and I'm going to tell you what, uh, uh, for anybody who's coached, right, you know this stuff, you know, they're, when you're, you, you, that's why you practice. You know, right. you, you go out on yeah. the field and you practice and you practice all the time because of, uh, as you run those drills and you do those things, what eventually happens is that that's all, be- it all becomes muscle memory right. for you. Right. And, and you just, you just kind of fall into that stuff, but, but nobody just walks out there and can just automatically do all of the detail, especially like in football, hand placement and, mm-hmm. you know, where your feet are and how, you know, how you backpedal. And I mean, you know, there's all these details that it takes a drill and over and over and over again before before your body kind of begins to do it naturally, and our Christian walk is the same way. You know, we uh, we we there are practices that we can put in place in our lives, disciplines that we can put in place in our lives that will that if we keep doing those over and over again, then eventually it all kind of becomes second nature to us, and it becomes it becomes just this natural thing about about who we are and what we do you know right. so uh, but yeah like reading scripture and 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 being connected to the body of christ and and praying yeah. you know angie and i were talking the other day because i get to work with her you know yeah, yeah she had found a journal we we did a lot of journaling right. you know and i said i found some of mine too and this was a cool <laughs> thing that i wanted I, I wish i could just tell every kid I ever taught but Every morning I'd get up and I wrote every kid's name down yeah. that I taught. Wow. And just as I wrote it down, I thought of them and prayed for them. And I picked up that journal and was going, oh, my gosh, they're 30 years old. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're, you know. Yeah. But I really, I think it makes a difference mm-hmm. when you when you do practice it yeah. and when yeah. you do, you know. And we mess up and then we forget sure. and then we don't do it and he forgives us That's every right. time. So Yeah. He's yeah, good. He is. He's he a good is. God. Yeah. Well, Joni, thank you so much for yeah. taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. It's good good for 
it's good for folks to hear your story. And those of you who who are, are listening, I, I hope you know that what, what you've what you've really heard and been encouraged about is um, is kind of the the beauty of really faithfully serving Christ. You know, over the over the course of your life, you know, yeah. and and just continuing to be faithful and and doing that. And also hope you've heard because Joni, I, we at first shallow water, we really do want to be a place, you know, where it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from or what you've done. You know, we really do want to be a place. And when you come People here, can. you're welcomed, you know, and, and, and you don't, you don't, feel uh, like you're an outsider. You know, we, we really do want to be a place that welcomes people, all different kinds of people yeah. here. And uh, that's important to us. And we, some, you know, we're, like every place, we do it better sometimes than other times. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but if, you're, if you're worried about church, about coming to church because you're worried about how am I going to be received yeah. or am I going to fit in or am I going to be... This is the place to come. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Because we got a lot of really loving, welcoming people here. And uh, and we really we really love for you to be part of what God's doing here. So um, so anyway, I just want to throw that out yeah, too. Yeah. So and uh, there's a lot of Jonies here. We got a lot of Jonies here. That's why. So <laughs> we got a lot of people that love. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They just they're, and they're going to love on you and welcome you here. So uh, but anyway, thanks for thanks for joining us, Joni. Yeah, I appreciate thank you. your time and appreciate all you do for our community and for our church. And and thank you guys for joining us on the podcast. Hope you were encouraged uh, and inspired today. I know I was. So I hope I hope. Uh, I hope you were too, and we'll see you back next week with uh, with another amazing, fascinating, interesting uh, guest. Uh, but until then, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.